Live from Cool Boys Central. You're the boss down there. I'm boss up here. From bat tips to bat nips, <laughs> we are just three cool boys revisiting Batman, the animated series, and wearing hats. This is Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I see Batman and Beyond. Greetings, cool boy nation, and welcome to another installment of Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I'm Felk. I'm Ballard. I'm Steven. Uh, uh. Tonight's episode is Pretty Poison. Originally airing September 14th, 1992, this episode was directed by Boyd Kirkland and written by, well, its story is by Paul Dini and Michael Reeves, and the teleplay was by Tom Ruger. Features the first introduction of Poison Ivy. Wikipedia says, when District Attorney Harvey Dent collapses after a meal with his fiancée, Pamela Isley, and friend Bruce Wayne, doctors discover that he has been poisoned. Batman must find the culprit and the antidote before the DA's time runs out. A lot of antidotes in the, in this show. Also, another first appearance, I believe, was police officer Montoya. Rene Montoya. It is. That is. It is, absolutely. And Rene Montoya is a fucking great character. Now, she was developed for Batman the Animated Series, but she actually debuted in the comics before her character could be shown on Batman the Animated Series. I don't really care about Renee Montoya. Oh, I like her. They develop her more, I think, like throughout the series, make her like an independent cop. Latina cop is all she is. Like there's no, there's no more, (laughs) nothing more consistent to her. Sometimes she's, sometimes she's a fucking criminal or I guess not. Cause in the dark, in the dark night, they changed the name like last minute before filming, but it's like Renee Montoya is the one who sells out Harvey Dent. She's a, Mm. she can be a bitch in my opinion. Yeah. Well, for this episode, Pretty Poison, she's a great character. She's a great police officer. And I got to tell you guys, nothing says quality like a sepia tone flashback. I was just going to comment that uh, when I first started to watch this, I think the watching it on an HD poor transfer, you know, streaming or something, I was like, what is going on? This this does not look good, this flashback. I thought there was something wrong with my TV at first when I first started watching it. It's, it's sepia or, or, or sepia. It's uh, so, uh, it, it just does not work. Typically uh, used for very old timey flashbacks, like a flashback to the 1930s. Yeah, but not like five years ago. Yeah, this flashback's only five years ago, so it doesn't really make yeah. sense that everything's old timey because everything in modern day also looks old timey. Yeah. One of the things I thought uh, the show just does well as, a, as an example is just how cinematic their storytelling is. By doing this whole like five year time jump, and doing a flashback that's just like hinting at as to why there's oh, a, sure. a strife, you know, but why that someone might not like Harvey Dent and Bruce Wayne. Um, I thought it was really well done for a kid's show that they were uh, making it so cinematic. Yeah, um, the, the, even Batman's introduction in this episode is cinematic because like the way they cut back and forth between Harvey having his date and be like, oh, Bruce, Bruce is always this or that. And then it cuts to Batman doing something. And the cinematography actually during that section, there's some like really incredible shots where like Batman's running along the roof and you can see the street down below as, they, as he's chasing the perp. And it's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, I, I have some notes on that. That uh, the, Yeah, it was great match cutting, having Harvey... Uh, you know, talking about Bruce, he has like 
I think four different things that he says. He goes, he's, he got hung up on business and then they have Batman being, you know, hanging on off of a you know tower or something. And then he, he runs around with a high class crowd and he's then fighting, you know, people. And then, uh, yeah. But he still manages to get his kicks, so that he sh- they show him kicking, you know, the uh, criminals. What's and the last then, one? Uh, the last one is just uh, showing Bruce or uh, showing Batman and having him go, "I'm your worst nightmare." And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. it's good stuff. It is good stuff. I I, I like um, that. And on top of all that, there once again they show us Harvey Dent. And it's just establishing that now that they didn't establish well, the first time we saw Harvey Dent, which was on Leather Wings, when he uh, he essentially said, approved, go ahead and uh, follow and hunt the Batman. Um, he is, it's, it's established that he's actually Bruce's friend, and that's really cool because we're setting up stakes. We're setting up, you know, uh, risks. We're setting up, like, this, like, you know, what this potential storyline down the road. Oh, yeah, of great long-form storytelling. And it's I love rare. that. When it comes to, like, who or who isn't in Arkham Asylum or, like, how Harvey Dent becomes Two-Face and then Bruce and Harvey's relationship from mm-hmm. that point on. I mean, there's Definitely. several episodes after Two-Face is established, right, where we have Harvey come back, quote-unquote. Definitely manipulates uh, Bruce. and Oh, yeah, I, I think that's probably one of the better uh, – things that comes out of uh, the animated series is that they have that long form storytelling between Harvey Dent and Bruce Wayne. And it, yeah, it, um, one of the things in the first act that I thought uh, was interesting was just the, how, how heavy they were doing the rose imagery, the thorn mm-hmm. and beauty and how Harvey, you know, is, is obviously poisoned by the kiss, but like no one figures that out, figures it out. Batman uh, yeah. actually figures it out quick enough. Just as I was like, this is dumb. Why hasn't he figured? Oh, he's, he, he figures it out. He figures it out. <laughs> I, I felt it was uh, not quick enough for, for Batman, unless he was playing dumb because he was Bruce, you know, playing Bruce Wayne. But he's like, Harvey? Yeah. Are you kidding? What's he going on, tip, Harvey? He can't tip his hand too much, you know. Uh-huh. He's got, he is Bruce. He's got he a whole back a bit. To, but, he um, was playing I, it close I like to the that. vest. What, the rose that actually is the rose in question is the wild thorny rose, and it is a completely fictitious rose. Yeah, made up rose. Yeah, um, I uh, I like that Pamela Isley is set up uh, in this episode. If you don't, if you didn't go into this episode knowing who Poison Ivy was or what her her actual name is, Pamela Isley, then you would be following along on this detective like work with Bruce like in Batman like you would actually it would be a reveal for you like a it, spoiler it's like very a, heavy a they, I mean they, they they put it on pretty heavy I think that they have her uh, well, she's very femme perfume fatale. is like called nightshade which is yes. you know a poison and you know. she's a very classic film noir femme fatale character and a femme fatale character from film noir t- commonly is a character that ends up bad right like they're not normally the, the good one um but uh, she they do hide it they show only the hands of the of the person doing the poisoning oh yeah it's definitely you know, it, it's supposed it's, to be a long review for know. sure and i like that it's and like I 14 think, minutes but yeah yeah well, it's, but it's exactly. an episode yeah. but within the 20 minute structure of this narrative it's fantastic the way it's, they handle it's that. great i, I th- that's what it's that i was surprised having a whole flash back yeah. and you know then having it go into the present and just a lot of stuff going on in this 22 minute episode uh, yeah and then on top of that the narrative steve of this ticking clock harvey's poisoned by pamela isley and we and at the time they don't know who so we just have to figure out how to save his life before uh, he dies bullock and the donuts oh yeah bullock's always about the donuts it's so funny that when they rush to the hospital that when the police rush to the hospital it's like they're rushing like it's the prison break. It's the same, same, it's the same. Like, uh, yeah. 
reaction, which doesn't they're make a joke any sense. at this point. Yeah, uh-huh. they're a joke squad of police officers. <laughs> yes, in the show at this point. Yeah, in the real world, like common street thug criminals who are thieves don't have like helicopters. Like crime has the upper hand in this Gotham. It, it oh, really sure. needs a Batman because the police don't even have the ability to, to like take down basic things like the Joker and his steamboat or these opening criminals who have like their own fucking helicopter. No police hot chopper after them, just Batman. I know. There's blimps out there. Gotham PD, get your blimps on it. Yeah. I like how, you know, Bruce Wayne goes in to investigate, you know, talks to the lab doctor and pockets the blood sample. He's totally, uh, you know, <laughs> he's, he's just like, you know, yeah. t- stopping a criminal investigation or whatever, you know. Oh, yeah. He's always tampering with evidence. <laughs> it's so For obvious. Sure. Yeah, I know. He gets, gets, puts it in his like little, little handkerchief or whatever. He right? tucks <laughs> his little coat and he runs out of there. Yeah. I do like seeing Batman do Batman things as Bruce Wayne. But he, uh, he uses a napkin to cover up blood. I would think that that uh, is just not a good good method to preserve. No, the, no not, it's, not it's a all. slide. So it's already it's already got a top part of the slide on top of it. It's, pro- it's protected. Uh, good point. CSI. Yeah. And then, of course, back computer to the rescue. Oh, right, it's the, the writers yep. go to, you know, solving machine. Let's Deus what, what do we do? What, they can't figure computer. it out. He's not the world's greatest detective. He just has a really good computer. The computer is really the world's greatest detective. Mm-hmm, exactly. Well, someone's got to work the computer. Yeah, he's, it's. Uh, yeah, but did Batman build this computer or did he just buy it? Yes, we don't know. he built this computer. He he put all the code in it, and he, what he does is he types in all the analytics stuff, and then the computer just does the analyzing faster for him. That's about it. He just types visual, and it's giving him a visual. He just has lots of money, so he's just able to pay somebody a lot of money to to make this awesome computer. Yeah, world's richest detective. And so, well, this magic computer tells us, of course, it's the wild thorny rose, and it's and it's it's extinct. So, good luck, Harvey. And then Batman, you know, figures out that Pamela has poison ivy, basically. Practically figures it out right there in the hospital Pretty, when she comes to visit. Yeah, uh-huh. he, he like walks her to the car, and he's just like, "You reek of guilt." <laughs> Let me ask you a couple of questions and a couple of follow-ups, and then boom. Um, but then it is really quickly revealed, like right after that, that she really is Poison Ivy. She goes home, right? It's cl- oh, yeah, it's classic that, she, that he, he goes there and he follows – Batman spies on her, and Poison Ivy is like being completely psycho, talking to her plants. And oh, like, yeah. Uh, you oh, yeah. figured it out. She she's cutting her, her her petals off the rose or whatever, and she's like, I won't ever do this again so unless sorry. I need them. Yeah. And then she gets undressed and she, like and gets naked <laughs> and then becomes all fucking like poison ivy decked out in that sexy outfit. She's really hot. It's, yeah, they definitely for a kid's cartoon, they were uh, making it pretty sexy. I'm telling you, man, Bruce Tim, naughty or nice or naughty and nice. The uh, the pinups he did where he did like nudes. You have some, the... right? What? You have some, don't you? I, I, I yeah, I have, I, I have some as like wall art. Um, just that he did like, you know, the classic like femme fatale nudes even of many of the characters like ivy and catwoman uh and and even marvel girls like he just did like sexy ass drawings in the style but with nudity uh and like it's very the the fact that like that was the kind of guy who would be animating this is very apparent in the way they draw ivy here because oh, yeah, yeah. This, even as a kid like this is this was like oh wow that that's nice i like yeah. i like this image and i like how in the um in her driver's license, it says she's 28 years old, nice, mm-hmm. and she's 5'2", perfect. 
And it says she's a 36C on her driver's license, too. Oh, yeah. Is that what it said? Does it say it's the said, state? I'm not saying I, I don't remember the, the specifics of the license. Does it say what I state Gotham's Gotham. in? Okay. I think Gotham's in Gotham. No, because like New York's in New York. Well, well, no, a couple times they'll show it. It says Gotham, comma, NJ on driver's licenses in this show. Oh, does it really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, you know what? Maybe I'll go back real quick and look. Let me see. It says, uh, it just says Gotham City. It says she lives at 69 Green Street, Gotham City. 69. Her age is 28. Her height is 5'2". Her weight is 105. Really nice. Hair auburn. Eyes green. Pamela Izzy. That's her university faculty ID. Yeah, she, she's getting naked. And it's, uh, they cover it up with that little, like, whatever those things are called. Changing curtain dividers dividers yes uh bourgeois thing yeah right after she tells a plant that she'll never like hurt it again unless i need them (laughs) i need those sweet little delicious petals of yours to poison more people i like how it's established not only does she like have like you know a normal fucking like greenhouse but she has an audrey 2 motherfucking plant in there they immediately go from very grounded which is like poisoning a villain very grounded poisoning people with plants which is what Walter White did. Spoilers. Um, so like oh. something that could exist in the real world. That's to a real she had, spoiler. That's to, a real spoiler. You shouldn't have said that one. To like huge super plants that are, have like, you know, Jumanji level like. Classic. Uh, and they always have the classic cliffhanger. Yep, He's about yep. to get eaten by a Audrey giant too? Venus. Yeah, Audrey 2. That's totally Audrey 2 from Little Shop of Horrors. It's funny that you thought of Audrey. I thought of Jumanji. I thought of Jumanji. And, uh, he, and then she reveals herself like after the commercial break. She oh, finally is sure. done, un, done getting undressed and getting redressed up in her sweet Poison Ivy outfit. And they draw her out ass. all decked in green with them hips swaying. Five, he's two, 105. Yeah, no. She, it comes they, back and he's uh, he doesn't get out of it immediately. That's uh, Look at that ass. Oh. Gorgeous ass. Um, yeah, Batman is actually fucked in this scenario, and he has to like essentially beat the hell out of this giant Venus flytrap, right? It just starts breaking its teeth. Yeah, it's but pretty violent. Yeah, he it's, does. The, he the does. screams it makes when it's dying are <laughs> severe. Like there, that, that, those are some harsh dying animal screams. Oh yeah, that it sounds like a dying elk calf being eaten by like a grizzly bear. It's fucking horrible. Eaten alive. Like, and then and like like Batman gets his like bat knife out and he just starts stabbing the fuck out of it too. Like he just starts cutting the shit out of it, cutting its vines, essentially what are like its penises, I would imagine, and then just stabbing it in its face over and over again. Yeah. It's hardcore. I um I like the origin story that they they give for her it's just basically that destroyed flowers in her exposition her villain exposition yeah she, oh, that it's ass. Like the, the simplest destroying flowers was basically to create a prison cause her to go psycho that's just yeah. basically what it was i they know were, there's nothing you know more to it than that you you destroyed my wild rose plant so now yeah, I i'm gonna kill you murderous vixen you know yeah, but um, th- I think what they they definitely don't establish her love for all plants like so much. Well, she I guess. gets like magic powers. I feel like later on, doesn't she like get yeah. abilities yeah. to control? Her character changes, definitely grows a lot. And uh, each episode she she's in, it's new. She's like a new, a new more developed like character. There's nothing sure. supernatural about it at this point, but eventually, like by the the end, when it's like the new adventures of Batman and Robin or whatever, uh, it's she has like a green tint. And it's like all the, like the poisons in her veins and stuff. So like she becomes supernatural eventually. But right now, no supernatural abilities. Just her little wrist bow, uh, crossbow thingy that they lean way hard on. I feel like in this first appearance, he's really into like 
just use a gun. Like, just at that point, just use a gun. Yeah, I guess. But it's kind of, like, sexy to have a crossbow on the wrist. They drop that. She doesn't have that after, I think, this episode. I like how, basically, Batman causes an electrical fire to, to escape. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, electrical fires are very prominent in this show. It, it very prominent. There's a lot of go-tos that, that these writers have when you start watching these, like, in, uh, in or order, I guess. And, and one of them is uh, that, you know, electrical fires and large vats, apparently. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah, so he starts his electrical fire after freeing himself from stabbing the fuck out of this thing. He ends up swinging. He, like, uses his grappling hook to, like, swing himself, like, into a super cool position. But he, like, the whole light equipment that he, like attaches to breaks and falls and starts this huge fire throughout the fucking greenhouse <laughs> and batman inadvertently kills and destroys this entire greenhouse full of plants but uh i think he lets her in the end kill the audrey too um, by dodging the fucking arrow and that was pretty sweet she's just a poor shot it was a great shot he just moved she did i guess she didn't anticipate his next move i love the end where uh he he's hanging there and he's He's basically tells her the bottle for the weed. Yeah, he says weed. The bottle for the weed. I I wanted to cut that out. You know, that's that's a good little bit of dialogue. I think think that quote, Steve, absolutely speaks volumes to lots of different people in the world. The bottle Mm -hmm. for the weed, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever that can be. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? And then one of my favorite things is like this (laughs) fucking fire that enrages and just tears everything down. And it's just... I felt like that was a very common theme, if I recall, from other episodes later down the road of Pamela Isley's of Poison Ivy episode. Like, don't they have like others where like everything just catches fire and burns down? Isn't the one with like her and Harley are best friends or they learn to be friends? Let's like the whole place ahead. burns down. They're like the whatever. They're like fake. There's the suburb that's being built up. They're a little lesbian affair. Wink, wink. Yeah. Not judge. But yeah. Um, I thought I, I love this episode. I think it's great. And I, my favorite things even about it is that it ends exactly where it started. The very first shot pretty much is, you know, of this uh, groundbreaking in this area, this location that's going to become what, you know, Arkham Asylum. And then boom, it ends with her deep in Arkham Asylum holding the plant that was once there. That doesn't seem quite right. Like that is, that's a poisonous plant. And they're just like, yeah, let her have the plant that she poisoned with people. And that's she's <laughs> yeah, into. that's a good point. I, I kind of liked the, uh, the, you know, the, how beautiful it was. Um, and, uh, you know, the way it ca- came back to, you know, this where it began. If you have like a emotional attachment to a knife and then stab people with the knife and then go to prison, they don't let you keep the knife. He likes that gun. It's okay. Let him have that gun. It's okay. <laughs> he talks to it. <laughs> It makes her feel better. So, guys, what would you give your boys? I will also give this one a three. Actually, I'm going to give it a 3.5 for that ass. Really? The fact, the fact that they give her some curves, give it an extra half. I'll give it three and a half. I, I give this five out of five boys. This is one of my favorites. For oh, really? Sure. Absolutely. I love this episode. I don't know. Batman fighting plants doesn't get a five out of five for me. Like, I love Little Shop of Horrors. So, for me, Audrey 2 was, like, great Like to see that on screen. I'm like, ah, oh, there it is. He's going to fight and kill it. That's what I would have done if I was him in Little Shop of Horrors rather than just get eaten. Like everybody else in that movie, right? Other than Audrey and uh, Rick Moranis, whatever. What's his name again? Fuck, I can't remember Rick Moranis. No, not Rick Moranis. His Steve character's Barton. name. Oh, I don't know. Seymour. I'd give it Seymour. Uh, probably Seymour. Suddenly Seymour. Yep. Yes. That's why. Steve, what would you give it? Three and a half as well. What? Okay. Well, I really like this episode. But uh, I really like the beginning, and then I've kind of faded out, I guess. I, the, the the beginning part where it starts off with the flashback, and then it has the match cutting of 
introducing Bruce Wayne to, you know, and Batman, I thought was all well done. And then it kind of just peters out with the whole, you know. No, because they save Harvey Dent in the end. Everything's great. Harvey's fine. He's got the antidote because the ball know. for the weed. She's in jail metaphorically with the the poisonous plant in her cell that right where the poisonous plant went extinct. It's beautiful. Five uh, out five. Okay, I'll give it. Four. You increased it. This is a children's TV show, by the way, too. I know. That's why. I, like, I'm, how heady is that? How heady is that? I'm gonna have a lot of five out of five. So this isn't one of them. Uh, yeah. Well, this is definitely one of mine. Great bat stuff, gentlemen. Cool Boy Nation, tune in next week. Same Cool Bat time. Same Cool Bat channel. Cool Bat Nation, be sure to let us bat know what you bat thought of Pretty Poison. Or what your favorite bat episode is by bat emailing us at Batman and Beyond, coolboys at gmail.com. New episodes of Batman and Beyond come out every Thursday. Also, Please check out our other great Cool Boy Central content with The Cool Boys Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Patreon, where the Cool Boys have an uncensored discussion about five so-cool movies, everything ranging from bods to dongs and all the boners they have given us. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Cool Boys Podcast and Facebook group us at The Cool Boys Podcast. Like and subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find us on YouTube by searching for The Cool Boys Podcast. And be sure to rate and review us on iTunes at The Cool Boys Podcast. And if you like, you can donate to us on Patreon and receive additional episodes of Cool Boys After Dark and a Cool Boy shout-out on The Cool Boys Podcast that airs every Tuesday. You can find The Cool Boys on Patreon at patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy Nation. Until next time. It's Bizees from Felk. That's Bizees from Ballard. And Bizees from Steven. So cool. Batman. And beyond. Oh, yeah. Batman. And beyond. Oh, yeah.